We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG 13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. It's a Receiver Wednesday for week seven of the NFL slate and with me as always my man the man the myth the legend from the great white north you can follow him on Twitter at statsman22 Mr. Paul Bruno what's up brother oh man I'm out on fire I was at the Jays game yesterday in social media people on Facebook and LinkedIn will see that I I met uh maybe the best second baseman in history of baseball, Robbie Alomar. I was, was just about to say, Robbie Alomar. Wow. How he, about that? He and, I, he and I are are acquaintances, I'll say. He's seen me over the years, and I've met him many, many times, so we know each other a little bit off the field. Really good guy and uh, was a class act as usual yesterday, and good luck because the Jays finally won a game in this dra- uh, darn that? series. <laughs> <clears throat> Tough one for Alomar. I know he won the World Series, obviously, in, in Toronto, so probably a, a Jays guy, but obviously had a... Uh, a nice run in Cleveland as well. So uh, one of those ones where he's got a little bit on each side. Paul, uh, good luck with that. It has been a rough series so far, but uh, obviously a big win for your Jays last night. And uh, and today, uh, by the time most people listening to this, uh, could be some Game 5 action. All right, Paul, let's, uh, let's talk football, though, because I'm guessing that's what most people tuned in for, even if we love to talk baseball. <laughs> 
The only thing that could have gotten you to stop talking Cowboys, so it works out well. <laughs> All right, Paul, let's dive in. Uh, uh, even though there are a couple buys, we do have a uh, a mostly full slate of games here, so so let's jump in. And um, why don't we start by just taking those top two guys on the board here uh, at at Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Julio Jones, uh, I believe, the first time he's been the top guy. This season, obviously, Brown, I believe there might have been one other week. Week one, maybe Beckham was number one. But otherwise, it's been Antonio Brown. But obviously, the uh, whole drop from Big Ben to Landry Jones, pretty significant. How do you look at these top two guys? Are you taking a risk on either? Uh, of the two, I would lean in, in favor of Julio, Julio Jones. But he's he's got... Uh... He's got a quarterback who's who's healthy and the number one guy. You can't say that in, in the Pittsburgh case, and that's really why I'm sh- surprised that Antonio Brown is even listed as high as $9,000. I just think that uh, with a second quarterback option in there, no matter who it is, his price should be a lot lower than that, uh, and so should all the Pittsburgh receivers. So I'm definitely staying away from him. Uh, you could consider Julio Jones in, in the occasional play, I think, but uh, – of the two, he's definitely the more attractive guy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I will say that I do think it might be worth taking a shot on Brown in, in a tournament because his value is, you know, six, $700 lower than it's been. But uh, I lean the way you do as well because Landry, it's not just not that it's Big Ben, but I, I don't know how many of, of you listeners out there have watched Landry Jones play in the NFL, but he's so bad. Like, epically, really, really, really bad. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, it's just a little too risky. And obviously, with a guy like Belichick going up against you, you know he's going to try and take a guy like Brown out of the game. And with Landry Jones there, it's more likely to happen. All right, Paul, let's move on to the 8,000 range. we got five guys in this range here, uh, all the way up from Mike Evans to Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, just on first glance, it seems like there are some values here. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on three of these guys this week. I'll, I'll probably put one in each each game. I think uh, for Odell Beckham, I was waiting for this guy to break out, and that's when I thought I'll wait for him to break out and then I'll jump on him. So he had the giant game last week against uh, Ravens, which is a third ranked defense in the NFL, and he torched them for over 200 yards. He's got a much more favorable matchup this weekend against LA. So I'm I'm thinking this is a really really striking value in this range, uh, in my opinion. So I look for a big game against a very suspect. Spectra Rams defense there and then uh, along along with that there's a, a, a real boomer bust candidate AJ Green right below him at $8,500 against another very suspect Cleveland team Green's been fantastic in a couple of games but he's been less than ordinary in others and maybe it's time for one of the, another one of those gigantic weeks for him and that's the only reason you'd turn in that direction and finally Jordy Nelson he he has been the most targeted guy, as you would expect, in the Packers passing game. Seeing almost 10 tosses each week, they face a critical game this week on Thursday night against the Bears, and he's had some pretty good nights against Chicago, and uh, the Packers really need him to come up big. I think he does in this matchup, and uh, that's probably where I would I would pay up to $8,200 to use him more than the other guys this week. Yeah, it's interesting how bad that Packers offense has been, and you know, we're getting the, the Aaron Rodgers, what's wrong stories, you know, which uh, it, it does. I will say I'm usually a, a, a preach patience kind of guy, but things do look out of whack in that offense. Eddie Lacy's going to be out for a while. So who knows, you know, kind of what they could do to even it out from a running perspective. But I, I do think at that price against that defense, that's a nice play. 
I would even go so far as to say I like all five of these guys in this range. I think Robinson is my least favorite, even though it's a great matchup and a solid price. He just hasn't been producing at the same level, but 8400 is a fair price for him. And then the two you mentioned at the top, I mean, Beckham at 8600 uh, you know, we just saw the dude put up 222 and two touchdowns. You know, the fact that he's 8600 again is outrageous. Uh, you know, I think he was 82 or whatever last week, but... Um, he should be in that 9,000 range, so that's a value. A.J. Green, same exact thing. He's just had a couple bad matchups playing against Cleveland, the best matchup possible. Uh, love, love, love. A.J. Green's probably my favorite play on the wide receiver board, or at least one of them today uh, or this week. Uh, and then uh, Mike Evans, too, at 8,000 against a crappy San Francisco defense. Uh, I mean, you know, the guy's a target monster, you know, in terms of per-game average, leading the league, I believe in targets per game. So uh, I really like that range of uh, I'm usually more in this next range we're going to talk about, but uh, this week I'm really digging that, that 8,000 to 8,600 range. All right, Paul, let's, uh, let's get to a bigger range here as we go from 7,000 to 7,900. Fair amount of names in here. Uh, Some I like, some I hate. What do you think? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. There's some that I really like. I'll begin near the top with T Y Hilton of the, of the Colts against Tennessee. You know, the big picture says he's averaged 93 yards per week, but he's been wildly inconsistent, kind of a boomer bust on an alternating basis. It's uh, If you believe in patterns, this is boom week, so that's that's why I'll lean on him, just because I like math and uh, I like the pattern that he's established. I guess uh, you can follow it. 15.4 fantasy points per game in FanDuel all year. I think he tops that this week uh, in this matchup. Then uh, going a little bit further down the list, again, in that Thursday night game, you look at Alshon Jeffrey. He was targeted 13 times last week, James, converting only seven of them for 93 yards. If he gets that kind of volume in terms of targets versus a weak Green Bay secondary, I expect a huge game from him. And then uh, the third guy that I like in this trio is Demarius Thomas. Yeah, I know uh, he's got a different quarterback than last year, but he's still the number one target in in this offense. He was limited to only 35 yards on five catches. That's well below what you expect from him if he gets 10 tosses his way. This is a big game again for his club, and I think uh, he's going to see the big volume, and uh, he will come up big against Houston this week. Yeah, I uh, I feel you there. I like that matchup somewhat. Houston has been pretty good against the pass. Um, DeAndre Hopkins going up on the other side of that worries me. 7,900, you would think is a nice price for him, but I don't want anything to do with that Denver pass defense. I do like Amari Cooper at 7,900, though. The the thing I worry about is that Jalen Ramsey has been so good right away there, so I don't know if Ramsey's going to be on Crabtree or Cooper more. If it's a side-of-the-field thing, he'll be on Crabtree more, but you never know. They might want him to follow Cooper, but... Uh, I, I like that price for Cooper. Obviously, busted out a bit last week. Um, I, I'm not as in on Brandon Cooks going up against KC. I worry about Marcus Peters there. Uh, agree with you on Ty. I think he's a great play this week. I also see a nice, a nice week coming for Brandon Marshall. I, I think that offense, that offense is bad, but I think that they can throw the ball against a team like Baltimore, and, and they're going to want to get it going a little bit. Um, so I think otherwise, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, let's move on to the uh, the 6,000 and above ranges. This is where we really get in the meat of things here, Paul. We've got a, a fair number of playable names here, and then um, some guys who I'm surprised are actually priced that high. So how do you kind of evaluate this 6,900 to 6,000 tier? 
Well, when I was looking at this range, I found seven names that I liked. I'm not going to bore you with all of them. I'm going to pick three or four, and then you can <laughs> touch on the rest. But uh, right at the top, Mike Wallace of the Ravens, with Steve Smith kind of ailing with a wonky ankle. Uh, Wallace was the busiest of Ravens receivers last week. He figures to retain that profile against a weak Jets secondary, so I like him at 6900 bucks. Just below him at 6800 I like Jeremy Macklin. Prior to last week when he was three for three targets and three receptions for six, 49 yards, he'd been a primary target in this offense. He gets back into that groove with high productivity against a bad Saints defense this week. I like him a lot. And then the third guy that I'll name again at the – well, I'll go a little bit lower in the, in the ratings. I'll go to Pierre Garçon uh, against Detroit. He's coming off a team-high 11 targets last week with six catches for 77 yards. He's had 18 targets over the last two games and faces a weak Lions secondary, making him a pretty attractive play at this price for me. I want to see if you hit on some of the other ones that I highlighted now. Thanks for, thanks for uh, reminding me that Pierre Garçon tore up the Eagles. That's really helpful for me, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, uh, uh, yes, he did. He looked good last week Garcon and uh one of those kind of forgotten guys you don't really think about him because of Deshaun and then Crowder gets a little pub but I, I think with Jordan Reed out especially and it does look like Reed will be out again Pierre Garcon takes on a bigger role he's one of the guys who really benefits from that so I, I love that call um also at the top uh, you I like the Mike Wallace call I really like the Macklin call uh but right in between those guys I also like Julian Edelman at 6900 just because Pittsburgh has been so bad against the pass so far this season. Missing Landry Jones, Edelman, 10 targets two weeks ago, seven last week. I think Brady will finally start to get him really involved. I like the price there. Also at 6,800 at the top here, I love, love Willie Sneed. That, that's one of my guys this week. Uh, same thing I said before. I think Marcus Peters is going to be on Brandon Cooks. Marcus Peters is really good. All the other KC cornerbacks are not good. So uh, really like the matchup for Snead here. Whenever he's been healthy, he's been really involved. So I think that's a nice play as well. Um, and then, like you said, there, there are a lot of attractive options in here. But um, I will highlight two others uh, that I like a lot. Uh, one is uh, uh, the bounce back. Mr. Golden Tate back in action going up against that beleaguered, depleted Washington secondary. Um, eight for 165, I believe, last week, the touchdown. I think they've made it a point of wanting to get Tate involved more, and, and I think that's going to continue now that he's kind of broken out. Uh, and then the other name in here, and, and this is more of a, a boom-bust type of play, but uh, I don't love the matchup, but I do think that Devontae Parker is starting to break out a little bit. He is so talented and so physically gifted. I could see... Devontae, for that price, uh, in a game where I think Miami will have to pass because I, I do think Buffalo will be able to take a lead and run the ball a bit. Um, I like Parker as a, a nice home run play. Paul, did I miss any of your other guys in there? I would add uh, Sterling Shepard against the L.A. Rams. He's been targeted seven times in each of the last five games. That volume should translate in pretty good totals against a pretty bad Rams defense this week. That's that's the only one that you missed, so great job. And I totally agree with you on that one. I love the, the Giants passing game against the Rams. Paul, before we get into the real value action, let me remind all the fantasy football fans that football is back, which means that FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stand under the salary cap, and have 
all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game, play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are contests and games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash, or you can even settle a score with your friends in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. I say it every time I talk about this, but... I am out on season long. All my players get hurt. I draft guys who all of a sudden are not nearly as good as they were before. And I'm stuck with their carcasses on my team all season long. And it's brutal. Fandle, I get to do a new team each week. New guys, new matchups. It's it's just the best. It allows you to have all the fun that football has to offer. All the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At Fandle, you could be sports rich. Plus... We've got a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only do you get the free subscription, but you get to use the 10 bucks available to play with on FanDuel. So you're basically just using that 10 bucks for fun that you can actually win money with, and you're getting the subscription for free. It's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. It's a no-brainer. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW, all right, Paul, let's help those uh, those old users and new users, all the people coming to play FanDuel and listen to us, Paul. Here is, uh, here's where the butter is uh, is breaded. Breaded is buttered. The bread is buttered, Paul, right here. Not the butter Not the, not the the butter is breaded. That is harder to do. I guess you could take the bread and wipe it on the butter. I'm off the rails, Paul. What do you think about this 5,000 to 5,900 range here? And you know what? Why don't we break it up because there are so many names in here. Why don't we go from... Uh, 5,600 up, so uh, uh, right there from Mohamed Sanu up, and then we'll take the, the real values down at the end there. All right, well, I'll go up the slate then. You said Sanu. I'm all over him this week. He led the Atlanta wide receivers with 10 targets last week. More involvement over the last two weeks for him, and I like him. I, I've always uh, liked this guy, and working with Matty Ice is a good thing for him. I think big totals are in store for that price point. And a couple other guys are right with him at 5,600. That includes Richard Matthews of Tennessee against a very porous indie defense we haven't mentioned them yet this week but we typically do every time we go into the receiver <laughs> mode here he's collected 70 yards and a td on three catches last week against cleveland gets another great chance to duplicate that production against that suspect colts defense as i said and uh third on the, in the 5600 uh, slot is tory smith of the 49ers the quarterback change here was a good thing as smith and kaepernick have a familiarity and that translated into a spike in his targets with seven last week i expect him to get at least that many again this time around against Tampa and then I'll go up the slide a little bit to a guy that I really like on this board today and that's Cameron Meredith of the Bears he has seen 27 targets and caught 20 balls for 243 yards and a TD over the last two weeks James that's incredible productivity and he faces that Packers secondary that you've already slagged uh, they've been exposed recently folks they're really not that good yeah so Cam- that's my my that's my points in the la- in that range right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm James. with you, Paul. Cam Meredith is is I said before AJ Green is is maybe my favorite play on the board. Cam Meredith is my favorite play on the board. At yeah. 5900, yeah. it's he was 5400 last week. I had him in every single lineup, put up points for me, and now he's only $500 more. It's really shocking. He's clearly a part of that offense. Clearly has a rapport with Hoyer already. And if you just watch the dude play, he's just good. Like he passes the eye test. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's physical. Like all about Cam Meredith at 5,900. He will be in all my lineups again. Uh, again, like you said, a Green Bay uh, secondary that is not good, believe it or not. I know people don't really notice it, but it, it's a bad secondary. Um, two other names in this range that, that I love, uh, not as much as Meredith, but I, I like them a lot. 
Um, I'll give you three, actually. Uh, two at 5,700. Uh, I like Michael Thomas uh, in that San, uh, New Orleans game. Obviously, uh, again, he won't be on Marcus Peters as well um, and, and has been involved uh, both from a targets perspective and also in a red zone perspective. It seems like he's getting a lot of looks down there. So uh, I think that's a nice kind of high floor play for someone this cheap. Uh, and at the same price, Brandon LaFell, who's Finally getting involved in that Cincy offense. Uh, Cleveland, again, uh, one of the worst, if not the worst, secondaries in the league. Um, so I, I do think Green's going to have a big game, but I think LaFell can be involved as well. I lied. I got two more names, Paul. Look at this. I, I actually lied to everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, last week we saw it. If Colin Kaepernick is playing quarterback again, he does uh, have the ability. He doesn't have a ton of abilities, uh, but he can throw a deep ball, which which Blaine Gabbert can't. Um, and Torrey Smith at 5,600 makes for a really interesting flyer in that case, especially in tournaments. We saw him have a long touchdown last week. Uh, I think there's a decent chance that if Kaepernick's playing again against an awful Tampa secondary, uh, Smith could break out. And then the last one, this is like the boomer bus play. Uh, you know, it could just totally, oh, it's usually my dogs getting involved. Paul is exciting. Your dog's making it. He likes your pick because I, I love it. I love it. Um, and this is the boomer bust of them all. But in the Thursday nighter, um, with Eddie Lacy now out, it looks like Ty Montgomery is actually going to get a fair amount of work in the backfield uh, as a running back on a lot of plays. So at 5,600, it's a really nice upside risk play there. So uh, I, I think there's some upside, and, and Paul's dog agrees with me, which which I appreciate. I always love when the dogs take my side and don't go against me. <laughs> Sorry uh, Paul, about that. No, I lo- are you kidding me, Paul? My dogs have been on more podcasts than, than most people have. To- all right, Paul, that's, <laughs> no worries. Um, all right, Paul, let's, uh, let's finish this out here. Let's go from 5,500 down to the bottom, uh, get into those real values if there are any this week. Uh, who, who jumps out to you in this group? Uh, there's a bunch for me. I, I like uh, sticking with that 49ers theme. Jeremy Curley at 5,400. Never mind that he was held to two catches for only 12 yards last week. I'd rather focus on the 29 targets that he had over the previous three weeks. That's excellent volume at this low price, and I think he gets involved in this offense a little bit more to that level uh, at that price. And Marquise Goodwin of the Buffalo Bills for 5,300 against Miami. He's averaged five targets in, uh, per week in the Bills offense with Woods banged up as the number one threat normally. This makes him a little more attractive as the next best uh, option in the Buffalo passing game. And then I'll give you another one a little bit lower down. Cordell Paris, Patterson against your Eagles. I got to pick one guy against your <laughs> Eagles. 4,900 yeah, bucks. You. In each of the last two weeks, this former high uh, draft pick has factored in with 12, 12, a total of 12 targets, six each week for a total of nine grabs. I think he, he parlays that kind of production into some big yardage in this matchup. One more uh, to finish it off. Danny Amendola of the of the Patriots against the the. Pittsburgh Steelers, the Brady factor elevates every skilled player on the Pats, and the familiarity that he's had with number 12 should increase his targets, and uh, he'll be a bigger factor in that offense than he's been all season long, I think. This is one one opportunity for him to shine at that low price. He might be worth a flyer as well. Yeah, I uh, I agree with your calls there. Those uh, Curly is really the name, I think, that leaps off the page, especially against that Tampa secondary that I just mentioned with Smith. Um, been very, very involved. Uh, it's surprising that he is priced that low. Um, so he's my favorite uh, of this group below. There was really, uh, I agree with the names you said, only really one other to add. Um, Benny Fowler seemed to break out a little bit for Denver last week, had seven targets, the touchdown. Um, again, in that Houston matchup, uh, likely the third receiver on the field when he's playing. Um, for $5,000, I think there's some potential upside there, but 
I don't know if I would have the guts to go for it. But um, outside of that, I think I think as we highlighted there, I think you really see those best values in terms of just pure value um, in that you know six thousand five fifty five hundred to six thousand range. They're just a really solid names in there. And then again, as we mentioned before, I really like that 8,000 8,600 tier as well. Maybe a pair, a few of those guys together and you're off to the races. Paul and I will be back tomorrow. Paul, a little tight ends and defense tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully I'll keep the dog hidden. He escaped today, but uh, he's pretty opinionated as you heard. So I yeah, we'll have some fun with I, that I think tomorrow. we need more dog opinions on this podcast. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's going to do it for our, our, dog themed wide receiver Wednesday podcast for the week seven slate of the NFL season. Paul and I'll be back tomorrow to talk some tight ends and defenses until then again, this has been wide receiver Wednesday week seven edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.